Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is El Robinero, and I am Rob Thomas's alter ego. <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie, and I really insist on a lot of bass. <laughs> well, you're all about it. I'm <laughs> all about it. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be back again with you here, uh, Steph, after uh, such a long, long week. <laughs> So, it's been a long week. It really yes, has. It has. Yeah. You know, it, it, honestly, it was very hard to concentrate on iZombie this past week with the holidays and the crushing, uh, uh, horrible news that, you know, every day is just, I mean, you know, I, I'm sitting here writing notes about Living Le- Clive last night, and that's when uh, the news of Debbie Reynolds happened and oh my I, was, gosh, I, yeah. I was like come on no and I, yeah. I couldn't even focus on the last part of like living like life uh for about like you know i had to yeah. come back to it like 45 minutes later broken hearted broken heart disease is a true thing there it's uh it is the real thing yeah. i've had patients at work with it's a it's somebody's name that's like 15 letters long you know it's the the actual name of the disease but Mm. you people do really die of a broken heart oh god i you know it makes it really makes sense the same kind of thing the same kind of thing happened with uh johnny cash and june carter cash like johnny Mm -hmm. johnny didn't last long after june went right um uh, yeah, and then you know, here I am watching, uh, like being distracted because Carrie Fisher's in the hospital, you know, on Christmas, and uh, watching Star Wars: Force Awakens, and kind of, uh, you know, getting like teary eyed watching that movie. And it was like they were doing basically a Christmas story kind of thing on Stars. It seemed because they they played the movie like over and over again. So <laughs> I was just like watching it again and again. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, George Michael dies. <laughs> Uh, like I'm like, hey, I hate to spoil everybody's dinner, but uh, guess what? <laughs> and then you know, then there were people who were like, who's George Michael? And I'm like, uh, oh my god, who said that? Uh, some you know, a couple of my people in your family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well I can yeah, see you know. maybe like older, older, people, older people don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Know, I mean, but that me is so. Before you go, go. Come on. <laughs> yes, and that is super sad. You know, f- imagine for their loved ones. Now, every Christmas, you know, you can't, there's going to be that such sadness with that holiday. And then Mm. also Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher's family, who they have lost two people in there. You know, that's just so super sad. My heart just goes out to the Lord, just Mm -hmm. mom and grandma in the same, like within two days. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of acknowledge, I don't want to talk about real life stuff at the top of the show, but I just wanted to say, uh, holidays were kind of messed up this year. Yeah. It's a fitting ending to a a crazy year. Um, so I hope for the best next year. As a matter of fact, I don't think we're going to, um, be talking to you folks again until 2017. So I hope you have a happy, happy new year. Um, and uh, you as well, Steph. 
Oh, thank you. You too, Robin. <laughs> I think we're just going to sit around and eat snacks and watch a movie. Uh, I'll really... be working. Oh. Yeah. But I was off Christmas, so that was great. Oh, yeah. That's good. You know, when you work in healthcare, you have to, you know, you have to appreciate the holidays that you're off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into some iZombie. I wish I had some news. I don't have any news. There's nothing going no on. No news. There's nothing going Everyone's on. Everyone's at home enjoying their holiday, I hope. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope uh, I hope everybody is. Uh, I, <laughs> here's a bit of news. Uh, uh, Raul Coley's uh, girl, uh, girlfriend, uh, Yasmin, uh, got him a full-size cardboard standee of himself. It was really funny to see them kind of standing next to each other. <laughs> That's so, funny. I was happy to see that. Um, but other than that, nothing much going on. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's get into uh, this week's discussion of The Exterminator and Living Like Clive. And uh, well, we've gone five minutes. We got we to gotta make sure this one's even shorter than last week's, Okay. Okay. All right. So the exterminator. The exterminator. So he was a hitman, but he was also an exterminator. Yep. Okay, because I think I had missed that the first time through. Yeah, yeah. I picked it was very quick, very mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, I got it this time. Uh, we see some of the after effects of uh, brother. Can you spare a brain? Where you know uh, she's trying, lives trying to apologize to Major, and then and Blaine's also showing up, being like, "Oh, you stood me up. Oh, it's every zombie for himself, huh?" Um, so that's the kind of continuing plot there. Um, uh, we also have a little bit more Peyton in this episode, which is cool. Yeah, we get to see, like, her job. We yeah. see she's on the news. There's this uh, I love the, case. I love how they kind of geek out. Like, look, there's me. I'm on there's the TV. Me, look, look, there's me. Look, there's you. You're wearing your power suit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and, you know, not just – and just some of the stuff where – Liv is interfering with the case, but is she doing – it's like she's doing it for the right reasons, but because she's on this, like, cold as ice brain, she's also being kind of uh, um, unapologetic about it and kind of hurtful at how – Yeah, and, you know, the first time through the series, mm-hmm. to see um, Liv hurt Peyton this way was not a big deal because yeah. we had just saw, you know, the first episode or so that they – They've lived together this whole time, but mm-hmm. they haven't been close. That uh, that Liv has been very distant, and so to see her um, hurt Peyton and not take Peyton's feelings and her situation into consideration it w- wasn't that big of a deal. But to see it now, it's like heartbreaking to see their friendship. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm more keyed in on Peyton now. I think when I first watched, I was like, "Oh, this roommate." Is probably like it's her friend. It's going to be a, a part of a part of that past uh, Olivia Moore. That yeah, but how long is she going to stick back. around? Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. on to a new phase in her life, and uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be with this uh, assistant DA who is very much into her job and uh, constantly on her case about um, not acting the way she used to be. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I was definitely more keyed in on how hurt she w- she was getting. 
and in, especially in even in the last few episodes, how hurt she's getting by how how Liv is acting, and uh, also you know like a, a hint to what Major ends up dealing with how different brain makes Liv act a different way, and now and and it's something that's probably hard to be around, hard to be friends with. So, and uh, oh, the Jenga video, <sighs> the Jenga video. Um. <laughs> Um, and then our first uh, uh, look at uh, Corinne And Corinne shows up in the next episode too I always thought she was the girl in the pilot So I just assumed the girl in the Jenga video Is the girl from the pilot that was playing video games with Major But totally different girl Yeah, he had been he had been dating around mm-hmm. And why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been several months now Five months, yeah, yeah uh, my next note is uh, I, our first. I think I think our first uh, hint of ravioli here in uh, in the show that I think a lot of people started to really ship uh, Ravi and live together. Uh, Why? Well, see, I don't get it. I don't it, get it. Why? I I I, it, I was reminded of it when I was watching this episode. This this one exchange really got me thinking about it. It was uh, the. The line uh, Liv goes, "If you heard aimless shambling of the undead, that might have just been me." And uh, and he says, "You don't shamble," like offhandedly, and it's kind of like, "Aw," <laughs> you know, because he's so a like note like notices her that much, like that he doesn't say something he, like he says, "You don't shamble," like that. That seemed like he's kind of. I don't know. Like it was easy to come up with that. Yeah. Like yeah. he didn't have to to sit and and think about a uh, a nice compliment to give her. Right. It was like he knows this about her so easily. Yeah. And just you know followed up by the her being caught off guard by his uh, wanting to not just uh, investigate what this is being a zombie is all about. But it's all about curing her, that he cares that much about her. So I think it really did, you know, kind of here and there lend to a bit of that hashtag ravioli uh, feelings. I I, I just don't see – I just – I think he wants to cure her for for selfish reasons. Oh, really? Because he can go to the CDC and say, look, look Mm -hmm. what I did. I didn't need you. I did this on my own. I like to think that Robbie actually cares about her, though. I mean, well, I think he does. He does care about her, mm-hmm. but but I don't. Uh, I don't see uh, no. Not that kind of caring. Not male, female. <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And he Just ends friends. Up being a, a really good friend to her in the long run. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's funny to think about it now. <laughs> Um, but I I just remember being kind of like, oh, <laughs> um, there's some firsts here in this episode is the first mention of Muth Theta Zeta. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, when she what was it when she's talking about trivia? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. It, it, it's it's something that comes up, though, uh, more explicitly in our the, the I think the first of our next couple episodes, Flay of the Living Dead. Uh, with her mm-hmm. sorority sister and, of course, uh, zombie bro. Um, but, yeah, uh, that was the other thing. The trivia. Um, the trivia genie, played by Carrie Ann Fleming. Do you remember? What's, her, what's uh, the deal? 
what is the deal? Like, I started to tweet Dan Etheridge or Diane Ruggiero and say, why the Barbara Eden impersonator? Like, it's so, as the kids say, random or a non sequitur. Like, it doesn't, like, why? Well, I think it's just like Clive said, you're surrounded by old white cops, you know? And uh, what's... uh What's a better thing for like old white guys to fantasize about is that that genie character from I Dream a Genie, you know? Um, <laughs> just like okay, yeah, like the uh, your wish is my command. If your command is for more trivia, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love that. Has that inspired you to come up with a character oh, to do God. at trivia night? It's such a kooky thing, too. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if people know um, that haven't been listening for a long time, but I do host a trivia night. Uh, you should do, do a character. Straight. You should be like I don't know just, the <laughs> captain from the love boat or something. <laughs> I was thinking like Jombie or uh, who? Jombie from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Just like a, a genie head in a box, basically. Oh. <laughs> he opens it up. Um, uh, but did did you, do you know that this this uh, this actress comes back later in the series? No. This is uh this girl comes back as Candy, um the zombie manicurist and uh, makeup oh, really? girl for the for Blaine likes to fool around in coffins. Like <laughs> I just wonder what the deal is. Like, did they find her and she? Was such a good character actress that she could do all these characters and they loved her. Like, what is the deal? What's the deal? I want to know. Are you saying that I should try to invite her on the show to ask her? Because you usually get nervous around these things. Uh, I was <laughs> just thinking we could tweet somebody and ask, <laughs> just ask Dan. <laughs> ask Dan. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll send her a message, ask her. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't want to promise our listeners anything. She doesn't know. She probably doesn't know who the heck we are. Um, but uh, that'd be. I think that'd be a fun. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, maybe later in the rewatch or something. I don't know. Anyway, I. I, I was wondering. Like, oh, I wonder if this is the same character. If like, if Candy was the trivia genie, and I. I just like, kind of like to think that she was. I don't know. Hmm. Um. It's a great impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some brain rules set up in this episode. No matter how much the brains affect her, if she eats another brain, it cancels the previous one out. That's just mm-hmm. a rule that comes up in this episode. So, And also with Marcy. Yes. Because uh, uh, Ravi was hoping that even though she was shambling, that if she ate brains, it would bring her back. I know. And it did not. She was too far gone. Now, what do you think the I mean, there's some pros and cons to establishing that as a rule. Like Well, I just feel like that that makes the stakes to where uh we are rooting for Liv to eat brains yeah. and she will always be in danger of what if she's locked up? What if she, you know, uh she's in a situation where she can't have brains? Oh no, if she goes too too long, she'll be a shambling Zombie that looks like a melted candle that will never return to, you know, which is humanoid. Yeah, which is like one of the main stakes in the Hurt Stalker when uh, Liv gets locked up. 
But I almost yeah. like think like, uh, it's too bad that we couldn't have it. So the brains could be almost like a power up, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I almost want to see live get and end up like that. I always thought that, you know, if there's a, there, the rule is you don't eat a, a lot of brains. You don't eat lo- brains for a long time. You turn into one of these Romero's. And uh, I'd love to see like a a live that's kind of far gone, um, and uh, but but have it so you could return her back to normal by the end of the episode mm-hmm. or by the end of like the two part episode. Um, so I, I I think there's the, the con of uh, of setting that up as a rule is just you're kind of denied that story. But like you said, that there's that tension of like what. Um, like when Major was locked up in jail too, like mm-hmm. what's going to happen? He's going to flip out. He's going to kill everybody. So, uh, so that, I just wanted to mention that uh, my favorite establishment is first mentioned here, and its name is Helton Shelter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did look a bit of trivia up for this uh, this one thing. Um, uh, not Helton Shelter, but um, Jerome's roommate who's missing, Eddie. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is Eddie Cisco, and uh, apparently he is named after two Flash characters, Eddie Thon and Cisco Ramon. So, oh. according to IMDb, I don't know. <laughs> so, what was the dog park? The name of the dog park? You mean the Mupple Surfers? Or no, 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 no. Where the guy met right. the hit man, and then the garbage man came up. Never mind, not important. I, I can't remember. <laughs> was there a, was there a title? To- I don't know. It was like a quick thing that yeah. Liv said. She mentioned it while they were in interrogating the um, beardy guy. Uh, I noticed that um, uh, Liv. They mentioned that Liv hates looking at cars, but is decent at drawing them. And I was like, oh, just the last episode she was painting. I wonder if this mm-hmm. means that there's some sort of lingering. You can still have lingering talents. Yeah, I noticed that too. I wonder if they were going to go with that more and decided they didn't need to or something. Right. Um, and this, I, I haven't seen, this is a weird thing where she eats like the bit of brain in Marvin's car to kind of jumpstart a vision in, in the car. Um, I don't think we have that very often. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the scene with Marcy, the, the, the attack. That I love the, how it sets, you know, lives on that brain. She she would have considered, uh, like, she was actually saying we should just kill Marcy. And um, yeah, she was like talking about it before they needed to. Right, right. Like, she was planning it, and yeah, that really creeped me out. Mm-hmm. That was very disturbing. And I always wonder, like, what, would Liv really think that way without being on that brain, or maybe she wouldn't be like. Or maybe she'd be like Ravi, like we have to try to find another way, find or another we way. need to, yeah. And uh, yeah, I like how it just kind of comes to it in the end, you know the the whole thing where she's mourning Marcy and uh, she's considering eating more Marvin brains to make those feelings disappear. But uh, you know, she decides that she she um, needs to feel those feelings and to realize that Marcy was a real person and that she did kill her. <laughs> It's not just, you know, headshot zombie video game time. She actually murdered her friend. Uh, unfortunately, it was. Yeah, but she was so far. It's, I mean, it's like vampires. Mm. You know, <laughs> they're not their selves. 
I know, but it's like, and at this she'll point, never return at this point. I don't, even at the end of season two, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, you see how far gone zombies are there. Um, you know, is, is it, is it completely determined that you can't save them at all? I don't know. Like what's the humanity in that? Um, you know, having someone so sick that you just kill them. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I, there's no easy answer. I mean, a lot of people like, oh, well, zombie, there's no hope. Uh, kill kill it. <laughs> but I like that the series kind of dabbles in that little bit of morality for a moment there. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And just, you know, seeing the mom um, yeah. get the message and, yeah, get the, the pearls. All right. Um, you have anything else for that episode? No, just that mm-hmm. I wasn't – I mean, yeah, the Peyton stuff was good, but – the whole Marvin Webster, Wally Walker, these are just names. Mm-hmm. And who was the guy with the beard that ran Robbie. over that? <laughs> no. Who? No. no. The other beardy guy. <laughs> the guy who had the car, who bought the car. There was the whole thing with he bought a car because he was going to remodel it and he ran over the. Okay, so like I don't even know what happens in this episode. It's so complicated and over yeah. overly complicated. Like I said, like I said before, I'm not this rewatch. I'm not going to try to like our reg, our original episodes. I make sense of those cases every week. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just move on. I just like I'll to, just I'm say just like into not the, my favorite. Yeah, not my favorite mystery. Yeah, yeah, but still, like the. Marcy, the Marcy zombie stuff where Liv ends up like murdering Marcy is was really an awesome little bit of action, spooky and scary, and you know poor Ravi's in danger. Um, but let's yeah, and just the whole you know the the zombie Marcy being in that whatever that thing was, what do you call that? A pit of some sort. Yeah, that pit for so long. Oh, you know, she was, was so down sad. there for yeah. Hashtag Mercy for Marcy. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, live and let Clive. You don't remember all that? Right. No. But I, I like this I started episode. it. You weren't listening. Huh? I started that hashtag. You apparently weren't listening. It was very oh. important. Millions of people tweeted it. Not really? really? No. Okay. Really. <laughs> it's like my uh, my uh, hashtag Charles Krabarty, which is my Peyton Charles, uh, Ravi Chakrabarty uh <laughs> Uh, shipper hashtag no one pays attention to it i just seem to uh, think that it's going to get important somehow and it never does it's all right uh, okay <laughs> and you as you're saying living like clive go ahead all right little little clive i like this one Live i like that clive. i like that live does it we don't know clive that well no we still don't know him and she has doubts Mm-hmm. And she, because of her visions, he but oh, mustache. he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always like stories about people, you know, like vice cops that are yeah. deep undercover. Got in too you know, deep. Yeah. yeah. I was watching, I was just watching Eastern Promises. Uh, I love that movie. We definitely need Clive nude fighting in a shower oh, sometime no. before the end of this series. Mm, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, if you're up for it, just let us know. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, sort of a nude scene here with uh, Blaine and Jackie at the top of the episode. This is such like a memorable opening, and I love this freaking song. Uh, 
It's by uh, Surf Jan Stevens or Surf Jan or something. Uh, the, title, uh, the title of the song is They Are Night Zombies. They Are Neighbors. They Have Come Back from the Dead. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so this, what, this is the montage of uh, them getting their, their fake tans. and Yeah. This is how yeah. zombies exist among us is because they get this this uh, happening to them. But of course, it also shows that Blaine is living off the rich here. He's living off his, uh, his rich mistress, Jackie. I'm calmly reading a newspaper as everything's going in slow motion of her coming out of the pool. I'm just wondering, like, does spray tan come off when you go swimming? Because what a waste. I guess she can afford it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks like that she has her anesthetician. Hmm. not that about anesthesia? Right. No, her, uh, uh, mortician. No, nope. <laughs> closer. Uh, Beautician, whatever. Uh, mm. they're there at her tweet staff at Steph Smith. Tell her what she's thinking of. Yeah, anesthetician. Nope, it can't be. That's anesthesia. <laughs> tweet me at L. Robin Yarrow if you uh, realize that I'm an idiot and uh, actually, anesthetician is the real word. Anyway, they're there at her beck and call, so mm-hmm. they can spray tan her every day. They're there to uh, color her her little roots, her roots that mm-hmm. come out. So, you know, it's yeah, it's a a constant upkeep. Yeah, right. I I just thought that was so cool. Just the, them getting out, and this is just their morning routine. You know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, well, while we're on Blaine, I mean, we we get to see the meat cute. The first time, which is awesome, we get to meet Sissy for the first time, and Ben Cotton. Everybody, Ben Cotton. Ben Cotton. That's where I know him from. Yeah. Yes, and I love this character. They're so dumb. (laughs) Uh, Jim Bros. Basically, I wrote them down as. I think the other guy has a name, but Ben Cotton, who we know from Hellcats, he's just billed as Blaine's henchman. Oh, poor thing. Esthetician. Esthetician. Esthetician? E S T H E T I C I A N is a skincare specialist. Hmm. Cancel those tweets, folks. <laughs> um but uh okay, well I'll I'll write that down. I'm not writing anything. Okay. Okay. Uh <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, we got a lot, of, a little bit of, or a lot of stuff kind of thrown at us at once here. We got the Blaine's got this meat cute operation going, and uh, um, we, he's got henchmen um, who are trying to outwit him by uh, um, trying to starting their own business, their own undercutting business. him. Yeah, because uh, you know they could stand to make a lot of money doing this, and why does Blaine need to be in charge and all that? You know. Uh, and you know, here, I was trying to find the quote. It doesn't take body fat to have a fat idea. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Or you can't flex fat. <laughs> uh, what's his, what's the, what's the lady's name in Sweeney Todd? Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Lovett. Mrs. Lovett. Sissy's got a real Mrs. Lovett thing, making meat pies in this meat cute, you know, uh, out of uh, dead bodies, you know. And some of this, the food she shows, she brings the food to Blaine, and I don't know what it is, but both times I was just grossed, grossed out. Mm-hmm. Especially the, is that cream? Oh, uh, no, it's pureed neural tissue. 
Mm-hmm. Um, usually the food looks really, really good on the show, but I don't know something about uh, that shows him eating it, and it's just yeah. I think that starting out, it's more gelatinous. Yeah, and it, and it they change the consist they change the consistency of it to something else later. Right, right. Um, so that was cool to see. There's a bit of, I mean, while we're talking about Blaine, there's a bit of, uh, I don't know, a bit of confusion towards the end. I remember we got so confused. At least I did. I'm not going to speak for you. I just get confused easily. Oh, I'm sure I was confused. About what? Well, he executes, uh, Ben Cotton and his cohort by shooting them both in the head and they Mm -hmm. fall to the floor. And then they roll Julian out of uh, uh, cold storage, played by a friend, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Alex Ponovic. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you could see other people on meat hooks, and I wasn't sure if, like, I, you know, I was coming out of Did the they, same, Do, do uh, you yeah, shoot or, them in the head to incapacitate them, then freeze them, and then you unthaw them so you make them come alive again? <laughs> or what, what's going on? Yeah. They did both of those at the same time, you know, the shooting the henchman in the head, then all of a sudden introducing the fact that you can keep a zombie on ice. And mm-hmm. what is he doing with these other bodies? Is he putting them in cold storage to revive them later? I didn't know. So that I remember that confused me, but obviously mm-hmm. now we know. Shoot them in the head to kill them, but you can also freeze them to incapacitate them. So, yeah, the this whole operation makes you think like, oh, wait a second. Blaine isn't as innocent as we think. He's got this whole thing going with the meat cute. Um, and it seems like, you know, it's been long enough where he's actually uh, put down this Julian fellow and put him on ice and froze him. So it's been a few months at least. Like he's got a business going. Someone tried to defy him. He froze them, brought in these gym bros who I'm assuming are, I mean, I'm assuming he gets all his henchmen at the gym because we see later on in the season that Julian is a big fan of the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting. And then of course, and what is he, and what is Blaine doing? Trying to keep the zombie population low. Mm-hmm. He's trying to control the zombie population. I think in here, it's as if, uh, he's just trying to keep them all loyal to him, to his product. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Yeah. You know, I think by the end of the season, he's very much like, you need me on that wall <laughs> kind of thing. You know, the, the, you need, you need me to do this. You need to keep, you know, we have a, we have a, um, an outbreak. It's going to be a big problem. So keep them, keep them loyal, keep them coming to one person. And that way they're not cracking skulls open in the alleyways and stuff. And- mm-hmm. Attracting attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have checkoff sneakers established at the end of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> which are great. It's very, very, uh, very, uh, whatever. The 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 Amer- very gaudy. I don't know, kind of gaudy. All all American American black sneakers, which uh, I loved. in the exterminator, Liv points out, like there are some states where you can't even wear sneakers like that because. Uh, well, I, I think she. Yeah, well, she said that uh, like the um, the official rules for a flag is you can't use them as a uh, garment, but the Supreme Court has ruled that you can that it's your freedom of speech. Right, it's your right to freedom of speech to use it any way you want to. Hmm. 
Uh, all right, so that's pretty much all the Blaine stuff I had. What what else is there in this episode that you wanted to talk about? Wasabi in the eye. Ooh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, the whole. Uh, okay, so Liv is has the vision of Clive as he's working with the uh, blue cobras. That's yep. not right. Blue cobras. The blue cobras. Yep. Oh, oh, I got something right. Yeah. And uh, so she <laughs> thinks he's a dirty time. <laughs> and she thinks he's a dirty cop. So she goes to invest. She, it's so awkward where she goes into the video store and <laughs> is trying to pretend like she hooked up with a- AJ. Yeah. Who's into white girls. Yeah. She's a super white girl. She's really a white girl. Oh yeah, slutty Melanie. Uh, it's it, it's your classic Veronica Mars ploy, you know the. Uh, oh yeah. my god, I am the dumb bimbo, and I don't know anything, and I'm secretly like pulling one over on you. Yeah. yeah. And where was I going with this? Okay, so. And then, and so, and then, <laughs> and then somehow she figures out she knows karate or kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah, kung fu. In a very so that uh, was great. Ma- matrix way. <laughs> Uh huh. And then later on, when a- AJ is in her room, yeah, when Evan is there in the house and he's hiding out in Peyton's room, because he's going <laughs> we'll through her drawers. It. Evan, uh, played by Frank, uh, <laughs> our friend of the show, Frank. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, sidebar. Yeah. Uh, uh, was he joking about using Peyton's personal massager? Because. They just kind of left that one hanging there. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I like, don't know. Is he re- I'm waiting for her to react and like, uh, what the are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, the uh, the awesome fight scene at the end was great. I, you know, again, I just I loved I love when the brains kind of put live into action mode. Um, so and so she went full on zombie because. She felt like Evan was being threatened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do love that. Evan, go wait in my room. I'll wait in Peyton's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the, the, you just got your ass kicked by a girl. Great. Um, and they mentioned, uh, I got to get into Veronica Mars references. She, she mentions to Clive that she had some, uh, she took some take back the night self defense seminars at her sorority, and that's uh, a reference to the take back the night rally in uh, season three of Veronica Mars, where girls were getting like raped and getting their heads shaved or something like that. But, I don't know. Yeah, season three of Veronica Mars was so yeah. super weird. Yeah. Um, season four would have been even weirder, but. <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Um, oh, uh, Detective DeVore in the Vice Squad. Uh, not, not, was, was she, was she, uh oh, kids are in trouble. Uh, no. Was she uh, Clive's uh, ex partner or was that, uh, no, that was Ray. Ray was, Ray was that, oh, wait, no, I forget. Uh, I thought DeVore was his ex partner. Oh, okay. Because yeah. she comes back later, doesn't she? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she comes back as Lieutenant Devore after uh, uh, Lieutenant Suzuki is uh, incinerated. Oh, <laughs> in that's right. Explosion. Yes. 
played by Marcy T. House. Um, bah, 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 horny version of Memento. That, they actually have the horny <laughs> version of Memento. I love that. <laughs> uh, and of course, we can't let this episode go by without mentioning uh, the first, uh, uh, the first inter- real great interaction between uh, Major and Ravi. Um, you know, Roger. Hashtag Roger. Yeah, where they speak each other's language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They speak the language of gamer. Yes. And it's <laughs> funny because uh, the original roommate got kicked out because he was all about that base. Uh-huh. Uh, no trouble. Uh, and and uh, well, what they were trying – Liv was trying to keep Korean from moving in. Yeah, she's blocking her. Blocking her. So she was trying to introduce Ravi and – Major, she thought that they would get along good. And it's cute because at the end, Ravi tells Liv that Major kind of knows this. <laughs> like That's why he was okay with it, you know? Um, he's he's in on it. It's mm-hmm. no surprise to him. Yeah. And, uh, no, I just like, I, I forgot how the opening conversation is very awkward because Ravi has no idea that she, you know. Has seen him there. there. Yeah. And then mate, and then Ravi starts up with like saying, "Oh no, I love bass. I love a lot of bass, you know." And it's like, "Oh, he just kicked that guy out because of he didn't like the bass." Yeah. And then it turns out that uh, Major's like, "Okay, wait, you have this impressive uh, <laughs> system. Uh, you want to put that in the living room?" And he's like, "You okay with black blackout curtains?" It's like, "Yeah, let's do this." So, yay, bromance. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, that that last whole bit with uh, Liv and Clive, great bonding moment for them. That uh, she's admitting that old Clive, that vision of old Clive, kind of scared her, and Clive admits that going undercover that long made it so no one wanted to work with him. So he's sent to homicide, and you get to see like this is why these cases are, you know, obviously they're important to him. They're in, you know, they're murders, but they're really really important that he. Succeeds at this job because Like he's already been kicked out of one Place in the police department and now he's got to Work his way up from the bottom of uh, Homicide mm-hmm. so uh, Oh One last thing I think this will be my last note um, So Is this a thing I'm, I, I don't want to question science Because uh, Jen Has already messaged us Our listener Jen messaged us in a Facebook group And said she wasn't going to email us about science stuff uh, Because she wasn't going to let that affect her But um, I got to ask about this Because I don't think I asked about it before Uh, uh, Ravi can tell how long um, This guy has been a blue cobra Based on the subdermal dispersal of his tattoo ink (laughs) Is that really a thing? Well, don't you know, like, uh, after so long, a tattoo kind of fades. Yeah. Like, when it's fresh, it, it you know, it looks really sharp. And after, you know, so long, it, it, it kind of fades. So, I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, any uh, science experts that are not named Jen, uh, feel free to write in <laughs> and let us know. And Jen, if you really want to write in and tell us, go ahead. Um, iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. I had no, I thought that was a little bit like, what? Really? That's kind of, that reminds me of like when they put a photo on a slideshow and they're like, enhance. 
Like I can read this person's <laughs> arm like uh, like the rings of a tree stump, you know, <laughs> like the, how far the tattoo ache has gone in. Um, all right. Do you have anything else? I think that's all. Trivia time. Trivia. Yes. Uh, you already I'm going to do terrible this, this time. No, I think you're going to do great. Uh, you already mentioned this. What does Liv say that undead Marcy looks like? Oh, a uh, melted candle. Yep. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, what does Liv name her and Clive's trivia team? Oh, P- Pinky. What is it? Piggy in the brain? That's right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, number three, what video game do Major and Ravi bond over? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It's I do. Something <laughs> of, it's something about zombies. It's no. undead or... Mm. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Diablo 3. Diablo 3. Yes. Oh, let's see. I, that's a real game, right? Yep, yep. Oh. Uh, eh. Yeah, I, I had a friend who was into the Diablo series that I used to roommate with, and he played it on his computer and uh, really, really annoyed me because it was one of those games where you like have to click and click and click and click and click and click and click, 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 click. Uh-huh. Yeah, super annoying. That's uh, all you can hear is click, click. Yeah, click, just click, 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 yeah. click, click, click. Um, okay, number four. How much money a month does Blaine charge Jackie for brains? 25000 Boom! Oh, I thought I'd have you on that one. <laughs> all right, three, three out, uh, one down, and uh, we got one to go. Number five, what was the name of the roommate that Major kicked out? Oh, God. Tommy? Nope. I have no idea. What? Jesse. 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 Uh, uh, I knew it ended in Y. <laughs> I usually spell it ending in E. All or right. you know what I mean, the Y sound. <laughs> Let me just check our email, see if anybody wrote us in. I thought we had some feedback. Uh, did we? Oh, wait. Okay. I'll read this. It's from Efrex. Hey, Robin and Steph. First off, thanks for hosting such a fun podcast. Oh, thanks. Thank you. It's really fun to hear fellow fans talk, gush, and speculate about the show. Quick background on myself. I'm a 41-year-old father of four. Not necessarily <laughs> the CW's target demographic, but I mean, that's almost like Robin. I, I'm a 41-year-old father of three, but yeah. uh, I, I, honestly, I feel like a 14-year-old sometimes, so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we all have, you know, the fourteen-year-old girl in us that the CW well, just. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Not necessarily the CW's target demographic, but I've been a fan of adult targeted comics for quite some time, particularly Vertigo's work, Sandman, Lucifer, One Hundred Bullets, Unwritten, etc. I picked up the first I Zombie. I picked up. I picked up the first two iZombie collections and enjoyed them, but that was uh, about it. I'm a, fan of, I'm a fan of quirky police procedurals, Columbo, Monk, and Psych. So on a whim, I started watching the first season on Netflix, and about five episodes in, I tweeted that the show was too well-written to be a guilty pleasure, too off-the-wall to be anything else. Mm-hmm. Since catching up with the show, I checked out Veronica Mars and am string and and am extremely impressed at how Rob and Diane managed to balance dark and funny in both shows. Basically, I think I'm up for anything these guys do. Right. <laughs> yep. Anyhow, on the 
on on to episodes three and four. First, the fanboy nitpicks. Number one, how did anyone else? How did nobody else find Marcy? What happened to the boys who found her? Yeah, I I thought that too because she had been there for so long. Why yeah. had nobody been there but those two boys? It seemed like it was an abandoned place to me, and, yeah. and also the boys are just kind of like selfish Instagram addicts, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, number two, uh, I actually have a forensic science background and have worked in a lab for over a decade. I don't expect good science in a zombie show, but there are a lot of details that the show actually gets pretty right when it comes to autopsies and lab operations. Big no-no, though, is the opening scene in the lab where Liv, in soiled gloves, goes to a reagent fridge and opens it up lab techs should never handle things with contaminated gloves <laughs> i know like when i see ravi like touch his face with his gloves on <laughs> yeah, or you. i'm like no all right let me read the rest uh the rest of the episode works really well the case is interesting and well written and gives great character development nine times out of ten i think i can start every episode review with that phrase the closing twist with Peyton, Ravi, Liv, and Clive fooling the murderer into confessing is something that Columbo and Monk both did in the past. Don't know if it was a deliberate shout-out or just a convenience, but it worked well for me. <laughs> yep. Um, loved Liv's chipper sorority girl bit going into the cop bar, even if it didn't make much sense. Smitty's doesn't strike me as a foam-coming-down kind of joint, but what do I know? I, see, I don't think I think she was doing the sorority girl bit going into the video store, not in the cop bar. But um, I think she was just excited about trivia. <laughs> um, uh, and the sociopath, cold-hearted brain resulted in some great conflict with Peyton. Looking back now, I'm constantly amazed at how much plot and character development Diane and Rob do with just a few lines of dialogue and short scenes. So many minor side characters get to demonstrate fully fleshed out personalities, even if they only have a few seconds of screen time. Yeah, totally. That's something I'm, that definitely has hooked us as well. The zombie on zombie fight scene was just perfectly shot. And the scene with Marcy's mother getting the pearls was just heartbreaking. Something I love about the show, Liv can make the right or at least justifiable choice and still suffer negative consequences for it. Yeah, just like any any sort of hero, it seems. Um, finally, the skater park scene sets up Lane's villainy in a very powerful and disturbing way. Uh, yeah, I agree. We didn't really dig into that at all, but um, uh, it's very spooky to see that Blaine is this candy man they've been talking about all this time. I do remember... Back when we were originally recording, that uh, that I we we're trying to figure out whether Blaine or Julian was the Candyman. I don't know why. Maybe oh, I think it was because Major was calling him the Candyman, calling Julian the Candyman. I don't know. We'll get we'll get to it. Um, episode four is just an all-out feast. Again, in just a few scenes, we get introduced to great characters and plot points and Blaine's muscle-headed assistants. The full meet-cute setup. I needed somebody else to explain that pun. <laughs> and uh, the Robbie Major, <laughs> the Robbie Major bromance. The video store scene with Liv and Robbie is hysterical, and of course, Malcolm Goodwin in a tough guy leather jacket and mustache is something that must be brought back ASAP. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm kind of ambivalent about the whole Evan perving out over Peyton bit. It had some funny lines, but I'm glad that it never got brought up again. 
I was just glad I could make a joke about Frank uh, when we did that. We went over that. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not sure if Liv's I kicked him in the Nards is a shout out to Monster Squad, but it works anyway. How can any <laughs> mention of Nards not be a shout out to Monster Squad, one of the best <laughs> 80s movies ever? Um, because we just can't have an episode ending on an up note, the final meet cute scene gives a great creepy finale and introduction to Julian DuPont. Thanks again for all your work. Can't wait to hear the latest episode. Efrex. Thanks, Efrex. Much appreciated, and please keep writing in. Um, and I think that's it for today, Steph. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Steph's making beans right now, folks. That's why she's a little Sorry. distracted. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, next They're about ep- to boil any second now. Any second now. <laughs> I've edited it all out, but Steph's been telling me this for the past 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, next time we do have a guest on, we're going to have our friend Heidi back. And all right. of course, a uh, host of investigating Mars among other podcasts as well. We'll hear all about it. And we're going to be talking about flight of the living dead, which introduces us to a character many fell in love with. And yeah, I felt like that went, that really sets off the season arc. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, of course, Virtual Reality Bites, so we'll be able to talk about that. Uh, the first time we covered that episode, we had uh, Raul Coley on the show, so uh, <laughs> it was a bit it was a bit, uh, it was a bit, distracting. We had mm-hmm. to, we're kind of freaking out, but uh, what, what an awesome guy. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robinero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at I. Zombie Love. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!